And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Yes, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. It's like 4.15 in the afternoon and we're talking to each other. What is happening? Are you on vacation? No, I just, I left work. (laughs) Did you tell anyone or did you just not show up? No, I, yeah, no, I told, I told people. Uh, Mrs. Manson was able to leave a little bit early and I've got some flexibility in my schedule today, so. I'll just throw an extra hour on the time card, you know, vacation time, and uh, call it a day. Do you actually have to fill out a time card? Oh, yeah. It's very strange that we fill out time cards, though, actually, I think, because we're technically salaried employees. So that was I'm not my really question. sure why they bother tracking the hours, but they do. Because you don't get paid an hourly wage. You get paid the same regardless, right? That is correct. But Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's always struck me as weird. Um, back in the day, before they switched over the online systems, it was also even more weird because like a lot of my staff worked hourly. Well, they could, they kept track of their time hourly, but again, were salaried. Whereas I would keep track of my time in days, but again, was salaried. So it didn't make any sense. At least now everybody's on the same hourly system. But I'm yeah. still just not really sure why. But whatever. That's let me ask you a que- Let me ask you a question. Yes. If you decided one morning not to go into work, how long would it take for people to realize and notice that you weren't there? Well, okay, there's two different answers to that question. And I'll preface both answers with saying... What you are positing is completely unethical, and I would never do such a thing in my position, even if it were feasible. Sure. Um, That said, though, there are people who would notice immediately. I have staff whom I work with, who I supervise, and they would note if I was not there pretty much immediately. They might get to like 9 o'clock and say, huh, he's not here. And then by 10 o'clock, they'd be like, okay, was he out today? Did he put anything on the calendar? What's going on? You know what I mean? So they would they would know pretty much right away. Yeah. Um, the reason why I say there's two answers to the question, though, is because the other answer is, and I don't mean this exactly the way it sounds, but when would somebody who matters notice? Um, it would be a while. Like, my boss, who theoretically approves my time, I don't, I don't know if he would ever know. Honestly, it would take well, a long time. Okay, so the people you work with, because again, you've never invited me. Well, that's not true. I don't know if you've invited me to the lab. <clears throat> you continually say that if I came to watch you work, I would be instantly bored. I assume that you would be. And more so, it's not that I... If, if you want to come to the lab and have a tour... I'll show you around. I'll say, oh, this is so-and-so. Just wanted to take a look at the facilities. Um, but you've always said, I'm going to come and we're going to record. And I'm kind of like, yeah, that's, that's probably not something I can do on the clock. <laughs> what if I came in and said I was part of Science Quarterly, a, uh, <clears throat> a science periodical, and I was interviewing you about some of the great work you were doing? I mean, I would be flattered, and I think people would believe you, but I don't think that we'd have to uh, do such... I I mean, literally, I would just say, oh, he's a local teacher, you know, he does. he's responsible for teaching science to younger kids, he was interested in seeing the facilities, because they'd like to do some sort of, like, you know, day, not to say that they could actually come here, but, you know, we could take some photos, some videos, Skype him in, we could do Skype a scientist or something. You know, I'm sure we could come up with something that was less. So you couldn't deceitful. say, hey, this is my old roommate and podcast partner, and we're just going to dick around today. I mean, I guess I could say this is my old roommate. He's visiting on campus, and I wanted to show him around the labs. That would be fine. 
So do do you have subordinates who work in the same area you do? Yes. They their their office is one room away from my office. They don't spend a lot of time in their office. They tend to be down the hall um in like the prep areas, but you know, they certainly go back to their offices for lunchtime or whenever they have to do something that involves computer work, which, you know, is less of an emphasis for their positions, but still happens from time to time, ordering, you know, supplies, reagents, that sort of thing. Sure. All right. I didn't, I didn't know the setup. You know, the vast majority of my jobs have all been in the education or working with children field. So I've never had an office necessarily. So I don't know how any of that works. Does your immediate supervisor work in the same building as you? No, he does not. So he really would. Could take him a while before he realized you're not there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, you're not exactly. It's just just the, the, the especially if, if I wanted to put some effort into this, like if I made sure to like, I don't know, send some emails, uh, maybe occasionally place a phone call when it was absolutely required. Physically, I'm I I am not sure how long that would take. It would I think it would take a while, a while. But again, that would be completely unethical and nothing I would even consider <clears throat> doing. Of course not. No, certainly not. <clears throat> you did, however, leave early today, which is why we are podcasting early. Correct. But like I said, that's going to go on the time card, so we're all square. All right. Can I just share something with you that I just learned, like, minutes ago? Yes. Did you know that uh, NXT has two new coaches this year? No. Uh, Their names are Sanjay Dutt and Abyss. Yes, I did know that, actually. I did not. All of a sudden, I'm, like, looking online, and I saw a picture of why... Chris Parks and Shane Helms decided to join WWE, and I was like, huh? Apparently he's a coach now. Yeah, that was a bit of a hubbub about that um, just a little while ago. You're right, it definitely was a bit under the radar. It's it's sort of surprising. You think somebody like Abyss um, it would be a little bit more, but I guess if they're not bringing him in as on-air talent, uh, maybe there's less to really talk about or be excited about there. But I've always liked Abyss. I've always liked his style. Um, and I, I like to think that he probably could be a, a great addition to their coaches down there in NXT. Yeah, I'm just <clears throat> all of a sudden also, I was like, Shane Helms. Yeah. Sanjay Dutt. So. Great. Interesting, 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 interesting. Brought me back to TNA days watching Sanjay do the sprinkler and <clears throat> oh, yeah. throw people through things. So. Good stuff. Monster's uh, Ball, his specialty yeah. match. That was good stuff. We're going to get to the emails because we do have a dozen of them. Not yet a Baker's Dozen. I'm still a holding Baker's out hope. Dozen. I'm still holding out hope we get one last one. But, um, you know, one thing to talk about that's been going on in in the WWE, I don't know if you know this, we had the Elimination Chamber this weekend. It was a very good show. Sasha and Bailey, the new women's tag team champions. Finn Balor, new intercontinental champion. Kofi Kingston, once again, seeming more and more like a main eventer. But this week, um, Gargano, Champa, Aleister Black, and Ricochet essentially joined the main roster, or at least that's what it seems like to me. Uh, I don't know about that. You don't They've think definitely- so? They definitely were featured on Raw this week, but I, I don't know that that's an ongoing And SmackDown. Thing. Right, so there you go. But is that really I suppose ongoing? We don't know yet. I suppose that is true. It could very well just be a weekly thing just to get some excitement in. <clears throat> so, but I, have, I haven't watched all of SmackDown yet. I did watch Raw on Hulu. It was fun to see. You know, DIY versus The Revival, which was a match I did not think I would see again. Um, but uh, does if they stuck around, would that mean... Again, every week I got to check in and see how tempted you are. We're on the road to WrestleMania. 
how likely is it that Doc Manson is resubscribing to the WWE Network? Um, essentially zero, I would say. I, I really right, have, especially not watching the weekly product and now not watching the pay-per-views. Uh, I, I don't know. I hesitated to get out of it for so long, even after I wasn't watching television. The pay-per-views still sort of kept me enough in the loop. And don't get me wrong, I'm not out of the loop. Like, I, I, I am aware of pretty much everything that happened in Elimination Chamber. I even watched some video of uh, Becky Lynch going crazy with some crutches uh, from the pay-per-view. So, like, I've seen some wrestling this week, probably more than I've seen in the last amount of time since I canceled the network. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm sort of out of it, and I don't feel, I don't feel that urge to go back. I really just sort of feel like at the moment they are grasping at straws. Like this, I mean, this does sound positive. The NXT guys, I like all those guys, but it just sort of sounds to me like they said, we don't know. Let's just throw everything against the wall and hope something hits. You know what I mean? That doesn't inspire uh, great amounts of hope from me. I do remember reading something that said that WWE had essentially told it's writers and you know that they wanted some outside the box ideas. They wanted some, you know, new and exciting things. Maybe this came out of that. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing on wrestling for the most part. Um, the women, the stuff going on with Becky and Charlotte and Rhonda, Becky beat the crap out of those two women with a crutch at the chamber, like Rhonda was split open, the side of her head. Charlotte's got bruises. Not that that needs to be the be all end all, but you know that story is very exciting. That story is very interesting. I'm loving what I'm seeing in the SmackDown main event scene with Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. So I don't know. I, I'm liking it. Whether or not they're grasping at straws, it's working for me. So. I just wanted to check in, just see how you were feeling about things. I didn't know if all of a sudden Finn Balor as Intercontinental Champion made you, uh, you know. Super fork enticing. Over, fork over those things. I didn't know if Mandy Rose pinning Asuka on SmackDown made you want to fork over that nine ninety nine. That's. I mean, I'm glad to hear that Asuka was on SmackDown after being missing in action for forever. Um, True. So that's great to hear. But um, no, nope. Uh, I heard that they had her give a promo that was very poorly received by the live crowd, and that's I didn't well, bother seeking the, it out. The live crowds this week were not great. Like even the New Orleans crowd wasn't super exciting from what I've seen so far. <clears throat> but um, that Raw crowd was terrible. Yeah, and you know, like the Becky thing, I do think is sort of interesting, but I can't help but feel that they're just sort of running the Steve Austin playbook like to the T. You know what I mean? They are you can make that argument and I don't mind. Like the fact yeah. that you know I'm like the Steve Austin thing worked and so it's been 20 years and it's not exactly the same but it's close enough. Again, I don't mind but maybe I'm a mark as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you like to get to the emails? Anything else on your mind as we uh, head closer to daylight savings time? Spring is inching ever nearer. I mean, despite- it's bright outside. It's four thirty. There's still some daylight. Feeling good. All is right with the world. The days are getting longer. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. <clears throat> we're still at a dozen, which is amazing, and we're so excited about that. Our first email, if I have it right, comes from Jeffrey, who does not have Twitter, titled Episode 163. Hey, guys. Little behind on the episodes now that the government has reopened. There is some work to do, but I am catching up. During the email portion of this show, 163, you out of the open say backdoor donuts. This is a staple on Martha's Vineyard in the summer. Is this what you're talking about? If so, we can meet up. I live there. The Vineyard, not Backdoor Donuts. Thanks, Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, sent for my iPhone. Jeffrey, where have you been? (laughs) 
DC I go talks to Martha's, about. I go to Martha's Vineyard at least once a year for the better part of the last decade. We honeymoon there. We're there probably every summer, even if it's just for a day. Now yes, you are have- notoriously <coughs> shy. You are a bit I of am. a hermit. I am. That is true. But would so you not... would you meet uh, someone for a coffee uh, or something, or is that too much into the comfort zone? I would meet at zone? seven p.m. for a backdoor donut. I would meet yes! a strange man behind a grocery store in essentially a <laughs> parking lot slash alley for a backdoor donut. That doesn't sound right. I you, would bite into mm. a delicious Boston cream that explodes all over your face, oh, neck, okay. yeah, and or chest. No, we're good now. Can You've we tell that, a picture? Can we tell that uh, I'm home by myself for the next twenty minutes or so? <laughs> so I feel yep. a little free. Yeah, um, we can tell. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey. Uh, I'd love to say, you know, send me a DM on Twitter about this. <coughs> we, <laughs> Martha's Vineyard is one of my favorite places. So uh, we'll, we'll touch base. But yes. Uh, I have Oak not Bluffs, been to Vineyard the Vineyard Haven. since I was a young, not Dr. Manson. So well, it's been a long I time. Just, but I just closed out of everything. Um, not you, the other computer. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, would you consider going to the Vineyard in case anyone asks? Whether or not they should take you to the vineyard? Who would ask me that? What if I want, like, a nice little celebration, a little roommate reunion? Well, first of all, I know you don't. But, I mean, I would think about it. The thing that always puts me off from the vineyard is the cost of getting there. Like, I I know the ferry isn't, like, astronomically priced. But I, I feel like it just adds at least a hundred dollars onto the trip that I could just spend elsewhere. Well, okay. <clears throat> Jeremy will, I mean, Jeffrey will probably weigh in on this. We'll hear from Jeremy a little later. This is Jeffrey. We're talking about the ferry itself. <clears throat> if you walk on, which is what I would recommend is not expensive. Parking, parking ah. is a different story. Paying to park. But again, <clears throat> even if you went for the day, if you were going to the Cape, I know you're a Cape visitor, and you wanted to ferry over for the day, that's probably 10 or $15 to park, 10 or $15 to get on the ferry, $5 to ride the bus around all day. But it's then a, Mrs. Manson also has to pay all those fees, not the parking, but the, the ferry, the, 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 the bus. Yes. So, I mean, again, we're talking now at least $65 just for a day trip. Yes. That's an excellent dinner. Okay. I mean, okay, I'm not I'm not against it wholeheartedly, but I would need to I would need some convincing. That's all I'm saying. I will then counter with I just spent the weekend up in the Great North Woods in our new favorite place. Sorry, Jeffrey. Martha's Vineyards has been supplanted by this lovely town in Maine. I would highly suggest you go there. All of our listeners who aren't from New England hate us right now. But regardless. Whatever. Um that's fine. It's four and a half hours. You can get there. You don't have to pay for anything. Lovely bed Who and breakfast. Who wants to drive four and a half hours anywhere? Not this guy. If fine. I can't get there in a two-hour radius, forget about it. Fine. You can go to the shore. You can go see Long Island Sound. No, thank you. All right. Well, let it be known that I tried. <laughs> but yeah, Jeffrey, uh, let us know because yeah, Honestly, I, I would like to. I would like to talk to you now, Jeffrey. I really want to get you on question marks because I've always wondered what life is like for a year-round vineyard resident, and so now I have many now questions you have for a you. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, like you said, I am a Cape guy. I went there a lot as a kid, and certainly Mrs. Manson myself have vacationed there for a few years. But I got to say, even the Cape has lost its luster for us. We're sort of trying to decide we are thinking about going someplace new this year and i would be lying if i okay. say the vineyard did come up but we, we talked a bit about I, some of I, those costs. I was a little nervous because i was talking to your wife about this uh recently because <clears throat> she had mentioned wanting to find a new place and i had suggested the vineyard and i didn't know if maybe i had just spoiled a surprise or something but no no you didn't we don't right. surprise each other <laughs> uh, Next email comes from Chris Hawk. I'm going to put DC's PS3 in the Vince McMahon lockbox sent for my iPhone. Um, you are welcome to. You'll need to go 
to the local Goodwill to get it because I'm pretty sure I donated. No, I didn't. I traded it in. You'll have to go to the local GameStop to buy it because I'm playing Skyrim on the PS4, Chris Hawk. And uh, you are you will not end my conquest. Hashtag conquest. It's taken over the world. What does conquest mean? I am doing. You've probably muted me, so it's okay. <clears throat> I have um, I have started to play Skyrim again. I think I said this last week for the piece of positivity. My character's name is Khan, K H A N, like uh, Khan Noonien Soong or whatever his name was. Um, and so as I'm tweeting. I just happened upon Conquest because he's Con and he's. I questing. was aware of Skyrim Diaries, but I don't think I saw. Conquest. I believe since then they have been renamed Conquest. I missed and, that update. Uh, Chris Hawk at one point sent me a message being like, "Go back to Fortnite," and I was like, "No, Fortnite's <laughs> terrible." <clears throat> I tried uh, to tell you before you even started playing it. I, I it didn't cost me anything. I don't think. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Danielle sent us two emails this week. The first one, how smart is a smart car? Hello. Yesterday, we had a snowy day, which meant I got to take a Tuesday break from commuting to work and school. It was perfect timing because my car has been acting oddly lately. Last week, I took my 2013 smart car to the repair shop three times. The first time was on Monday to have maintenance done. The second time was on Wednesday because my taillight went out on Tuesday night, and they had to take the entire back bumper off to replace a tiny $20 bulb. On my commute home Friday evening, the check engine light turned on, and I figured it was a loose gas cap. There's actually a symbol for a loose gas cap on 2012 and newer smart cars to signal a loose gas cap. Took it in for the third time on Saturday, and the car repair center told me I'd have to take my car to the only car dealer who can work on smart cars to have them look at it. So far, I've spent $800 on repairs, and will probably shell out another $500 for this repair, which means I'll have to cancel Patreon for a while until I can contribute again. No! But we understand. The car dealership has given me a loaner car I don't have to pay for. That's awesome. And I'm getting to drive a 2016 Passion Smart Car. That's the Passion slash Fused with the coupe brand, and this car is more of a gas guzzler, but I do like the orange interior and exterior. It also has cruise control, which I've missed since I bought my Smarty last year. So, to answer Doc's question, I'd say that smart cars have great sensors when something needs to be fixed. The radio in the car isn't the best, and neither are the speakers. The car I'm getting to, getting to use now is definitely smarter than my 2013 car. These week's questions are about cars. What are some necessary bonus features you enjoy having in your car slash dream car? What's the worst car you've ever owned or driven? Cheers, Danielle. I know very little about smart cars. They're tiny little things. That's all I know about them. <clears throat> yeah, I do. I do understand the problem, you know, I, I empathize with you, <clears throat> Danielle, the, the built-in obsolescence about certain cars. Like I had to go get a, you know, I had backed into one of the maintenance trucks of our apartment complex and cracked the taillight, but I couldn't just get a taillight cover. I had to replace the entire taillight because they don't make just taillight covers. So uh -huh. I do get that kind of frustration. Um, at what point do you, before we get to our actual questions, at what point do you cut your losses on a car? Like, she's spending $1,300 for this repair. I think that very much depends on a lot of things. What your current financial situation is, if, you're able, if you have disposable income currently. Because for some people, the prospect of cutting your loss on a car, I mean, even to buy another used car can be a pretty large question mark. You know what I mean? Because you don't know. You you could think you're doing a good thing spending $2,000 to $5,000 on a, on a used vehicle only to find that it needs more work than your car needs. You know what I mean? So it can be... Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to say, especially if, if you are pressed uh, in, in the funds department. Um, so Yeah, I don't... I, I think everybody's got a different answer for that one, DC. I suppose that is fair. <clears throat> um, what are some necessary bonus features? I have never... No, that's not true. 
Uh, I've only driven one car. I've owned three cars in my life. Um, only one of them has had power windows. My current car does not have power windows, does not have power locks. It, it was just <clears throat> when I bought the car, I didn't have the money to be going on extravagances like that. So I bought the most basic Jeep that I could find. And 10 years later, it's still kicking. Yep. Um, what about you? What are some necessary things? What are the musts? Well, when Doc Manson goes to buy a car, what are the musts? Well, I don't know if these are actually musts, but since she said slash dream car, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I want the full winter package, the one with the heated uh, windshield wipers, the heated side mirrors, the heated seats, the heated steering wheel. I want to be 100% comfortable uh, in our New England winters. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have that in my current car. I don't know if my next car will have it, but it's certainly a dream of mine. Um, so I, I would say that. And I have seen some newer cars even have the opposite now. Some cars are coming with, like, somehow they do active air-cooled seats. So, like, during the summer they stay cool. I think that's really cool, too. So I don't know. That's, um, that's my dream. <clears throat> Being a person who is warm most of the time, an air conditioned air conditioned seats just sound amazing. Yeah, and like my current car has cloth seats. I'm sure most people do, and like you know, leather seats or at least faux leather, whatever, uh, are bad in some ways. Certainly during the summer, they can get sticky and sweaty, um, downright hot. I guess depending on the color and if it's directly in the sun. But for me, I don't think that's as much of an issue. But I think they could not breathe very well. They get sweaty. But the thing I like about them is. You know, they clean very easily. I feel like with cloth, they're always going to start showing stains sooner or later, no matter how careful you are, um, even if it's not necessarily stains. Um, I, I feel like cloth wears uh, more easily or heavily in a lot of cases. Not to say, you know, leather or faux leather can't wear, but it just seems like it is more durable. Um, so I, something like that I would be interested in, but certainly I would want to combine it with that air cooling because I do feel like, you know, the leather, it definitely is not breathable enough as is. So I'd like to combine the cleanliness of that with the coolness, if possible, of one of those forced air systems. Now, that would be that would be <clears throat> a dream. How much does color matter to you when you're buying a car? Almost not at all. Um, that is to say, like, if I there, there are like some cars now that are absolutely hideous. Like there are, I, I'm not, this is a car I'm looking at, but like, I think there's like a Ford Fiesta that comes in like lime green and there's like a, a Subaru out, not Outback, uh, Crosstrek that comes in like, you know, bright pumpkin orange. Uh, I would not purchase those colors, but I'm not like going to the dealer and being like, I need this blue. I need the red one. I, like they're like, oh, we've well, you you want this model, you want this trim, you want these packages. We've got a gray one on the lot. I'd be like sold. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't really care that much. How much of a discount would you need to buy the pumpkin orange Subaru? Mm. Um. What would it take for me to get you into that car today? It would probably be greater than you were willing to give. <laughs> okay. To be honest. Because as far as I'm concerned, saving money is nice, but considering the fact that I would probably be driving it for another for 10 years, I'm not sure that any amount of money. But I mean, don't get me wrong. If you said to me, you can drive the orange one for free. Yeah, I would take the orange one. Sure. But again, if it was like we're talking 10 percent of the cost, which is, you know, two thousand dollars, that's don't get me wrong. That's a substantial savings. I'm still not sure I would commit myself to driving something I hated for 10 years just because I don't just because of the color. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> the worst car I've ever owned. Color matters a little bit to me. I my first car, as you well know, oh, uh, yes. was the color of <clears throat> Colgate toothpaste. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> and <clears throat> since then, I've wanted a crazy color, not lime green necessarily. <clears throat> when I went to buy the Jeep, they had one that was in some, I think it was called like scrambler. I don't remember what it, but it was this bright blue, almost like highlighter blue, but they didn't have it. They were like, it'll take us like a month to get it. 
or you can pick this car up in two or three days, and I needed a car, so I got the darker blue, but my next car, hopefully, hopefully, will be a color that I can find the car instantly in a parking lot. I will say, when I was looking to buy my current vehicle, they did have a very bright blue. I think they called it electric blue, but it's probably not too far off from what you're talking about. And I definitely liked that color, but of course, it's very popular, same way sure. as yours. If I wanted it, I was going to have to wait a couple months. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care enough to do that. So, um, The worst car I ever owned was after an 83-year-old woman hit me in the Colgate car and totaled it. I had to buy like a used car out of a newspaper, and that was a piece of garbage. <clears throat> I spent was more time. Was that the time- Jimmy? Yes, that was the Merlot car. I spent yeah. more time in that Jimmy either calling AAA or calling <laughs> someone with jumper cables because for whatever reason, I could not manage to turn off the interior lights, so the battery just died all the time. I'd like to point out that you never once called me to jump you. That's probably true. I'm pretty I, sure you never did. I don't think I did. I would call AAA or I would manage to like... It would somehow there would be problems with the car that if I just sat in it for 20 minutes, it suddenly like took pity on me and fixed itself. But it was awful. Yeah. The worst uh, car I've ever owned, um, really no fault of its own, but I did own a uh, Honda Fit for a little bit. And it was a perfectly fine car, a little underpowered maybe, but it was a light car, fun to drive. Um, And it's a really not exactly any fault of the car itself, but. They had this warranty issue where the rocker springs in the engine were known to um, break apart, I guess. And so they had a warranty thing and they were going out. My car was affected and they were just replacing it for everybody. But when they got to mine, my rocker springs had already disintegrated and like metal particles had gone throughout the entire engine. And so they ended up having to rebuild basically the entire engine in the car, which doesn't sound like a bad thing necessarily. Um, but it happened simultaneously with the Japanese tsunami. Um, and so they could not get any parts out of Japan for like three months. And so my car would literally was undrivable. They were because it was it was definitely like an engine seizing risk. They they kept it in the shop. Um, I had to fight tooth and nail with Honda of America for them to give me a loaner that I didn't have to pay for. Um, but eventually I did get that. And it literally was like three months of driving this rental vehicle. And they've never really got the parts they needed eventually since it was costing them, you know, to pay for this rental car for me. I think they decided to just apparently like machine some of the parts that they needed. And I don't know, something about the tolerances of car engines and knowing that they customized some parts in there just made it so I never trusted that car again. And I traded it in i mean i probably still drove it for another year or two but i never trusted it i was always anxious with it and i got rid of it after that that makes sense um mrs matthews had similar issues not as bad but um in her car or her old car they had an issue with the passenger airbag and they did a recall and but it was going to take six to eight months to get around to her so for a while, <clears throat> whenever we drove that car, I had to sit in the back because <laughs> she wasn't willing to take the chance. So yeah. like there was a week where my car was in the shop and she drove me to work and I would get out of the back and I felt like she should like hand me my lunchbox and like pat me on the head and <laughs> send me off to school. That's so good. That's so good. Uh, our friend Che is, is back with an email. It's been a while and it's life in the U.S. of A. Long time no speak, gents. Hope you're both keeping well. As I've tuned out slightly from WWE's weekly programming, it's allowed more time for the Xbox and more time spent browsing Netflix. Two documentaries I've watched recently are about Abduction and Ted Bundy. Good stuff. Uh, They focus on crimes committed against young women in the 70s and generally portray the 70s in America as just a horrendous place to be. Question is, as the 70s might be a bit before your time, might has, <laughs> has there been an era or time period during your lives where you've really questioned how bad it's gotten in your city or country as a whole? Have you ever worried about your safety or had to think about leaving? 
For the record, this isn't a dig at America. Across the pond, every time the U.S. is featured on the news, it's always in a negative light. Gun violence, racism, Trump propaganda. Just wanted to get the viewpoint from both on how times might be significantly better now than the obvious terrible times of crime during the 70s. All the best, guys. Che sent for my Samsung Galaxy smartphone. <clears throat> we we tend not to be a uh, a big issue serious show, but the answer for me is the now. worst time in America is now, right? That is now. Yeah. <clears throat> like um, we've had, you know, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. We we've had conversations about like, oh, you know, and then maybe that's because <clears throat> I was such a naive kid. I didn't realize how bad it was. If it was bad, you know, the 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 moments after nine eleven were not fun. True. I remember my parents telling me that they were very worried that there was going to be a draft, and they had a plan in place to come get me from our university, throw me in the car, and take me to Canada if it meant that I would potentially be drafted. And I'm like, I am such a mutant in so many ways. There would be, <laughs> they, they would need to be so desperate to draft they me. They would never take you. No offense. <clears throat> I can't see. I can't right. really stand up well. They would have looked at your feet probably and just been like, next? <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. That's pretty I, much like. Yeah. Um. So, but, you know, right now being an adult in America and knowing that it's very negative across the world towards America. Um, we had one or two casual conversations about where we would want to live if we didn't want to live in America anymore. But um, <clears throat> have I ever worried about my safety? No, not in the sense that you're referring to. What about you? What would your answer be since you're not surprised at my answer? What would your answer be, Doc Manson? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I think... Just to take this to maybe a little more of a pragmatic place, I don't think the 70s in America are as horrendous as those documentaries want you to think they were. Correct. Uh, the documentaries, I think, have an agenda um, to make it entertaining in some way, and I, I think that's more likely. And along those lines, I'm also not convinced that things are so bad today I think it's just that the nature of the world, the internet, the way that news travels allows everything to get blown to outrageous proportions where things True. seem incredibly more negative than they probably should. Now, that said, I am not trying to say that things in America are okay right now. Uh, I, I agree uh, that they are not. But I'm just saying I'm not sure... It's as bad as the media portrays it, although it is bad. I think you're right. I think <clears throat> we we tend to be, you know, even just in the way the weather is portrayed. Dun, dun, early weather alert. Oh, my God. Look at this. We're going to get one to two inches of snow. Uh-huh. I, I don't and believe I don't know you've noticed, but like this last week was a good example of it. We had a couple of snow storms, and if you looked at those like forecasts the day before and it was like dun dun five to seven inches of snow and we got like two two to five inches of snow with heavy ice we got like an inch of snow yeah and some ice that melted in any place that was salted like yeah. they, it seems like they go out of their way in all aspects of the news to garner reactions from people and it's just the way it is across the board and unfortunately i think it's very divisive um and I don't think that that is a good way to treat the news. I think you're right. <clears throat> and I think it does make things seem worse than they already are. And like you said, that doesn't mean it's good. Right. Doesn't um, mean it's good. I'm not yeah. saying that at all. But we'll, uh, we'll yeah. stick. We'll stick with our uh, UK friends. And next up is our bestie of the besties, Glenn. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. With Chris Hemsworth being announced, did you did you know this? Did you know this was happening? Yes. Okay. Is it Hemsworth really? Yeah. I've always thought it was Helmsworth. I don't no. know why. Hemsworth. Hemsworth being announced as playing Hulk Hogan 
in the new biopic about the birth of Hulkamania, who would you like to see play some of the other main characters? I.e. Vince McMahon and Randy Savage. Would, Thanks would you as like, always, Glenn. Would you like to take a minute to talk about the difference between I.E. and E.G.? I'm realizing I forgot to do something with the dinner that was cooking while Go I got it. home. Uh, P.S. Loving the Skyrim Diaries, D.C. Uh, don't ask me what the Latin is at this point. I forget. But uh, I.E. basically is like when you're giving examples. Uh, well, no. Uh, E.G. is like when you're giving a, a, an example. But I.E. is when like you're referring to some. Jeez. I, I wish I could do a better job of explaining this. But uh, da, 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 da. E.G. stands for exempli gratia, which means, for example, I.E. is the abbreviation for id est and means in other words. I guess EG would work, but I, I feel like EG should work. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess both do work, Glenn. But I just feel like if it was EG, like, it should be, like, an example of whom you would want to play Vince McMahon as opposed to just listing. But, you know, I think I'm splitting hairs here. And I'm only being forced to split hairs further because DC walked away. But anyways, who do I think would be good to play Vince McMahon now that DC has returned? Geez, I don't know. Um, John Tapper. From CNN. <laughs> Is he from CNN? I yeah. remember him from uh, Bar Rescue. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Jake Tapper is from CNN. Maybe John Tapper is the Bar Rescue guy. Yeah, maybe I could have the name wrong, but... Not that I think he's a great actor or anything, but I could just see him being a complete dick like I imagine Vince McMahon has to be at least in several points during that biopic. Do you um, really think Chris Hemsworth will play Hulk Hogan? Like, I know it's been no, announced. Truthfully, I don't. Yeah, um, me neither. I think this is one of those things that gets announced and then six months from now, it doesn't happen because of any number of things. Yeah, I sort of feel the same way. Um... I saw somebody say they wanted like Bradley Cooper to play the Macho Man. I don't know that we're getting a lot of. I don't know that because that's the thing. If this is a Hulk Hogan biopic, like how much you know? Maybe we get Andre, but right. <clears throat> I, I want I, Rusev to play the Iron Sheik. Well, yes, definitely. <clears throat> and I hope the Big Show does not play Andre. Yeah, I mean, we did I can that see once. why they would want to do that, but at yeah. the same time, I don't feel like they're close enough. We did that once. Fun fact, when uh, the Giant first debuted in WCW, he was billed as being um, Andre's son, and it just seemed like a bad idea. What if Andre was just CG? in the biopic what if he was just a complete like Gollum style CG'd in character that's fine by me yeah I think that'd be alright I'll have Andy Andy, Andy Circus. Cir Andy Circus can play <laughs> uh, Gollum uh, thank you for loving the Skyrim Diaries I am having a fantastic time Danielle is back with part two of her smart car saga hello again the smart car is fixed and guess what it was yep a loose gap gas cap again I tightened the gas cap three to five clicks and it was still loose. I think it has to do with the abrupt temperature changes that have been going on. I'll still have to cancel my Patreon contributions no! because money is tight. We understand. we understand someone else someone else will hear this and will pick up your slack because they will they will help keep the lights on here at DDT Podcast. Didn't know if you guys knew this, but one solution to a loose gas cap is applying Vaseline to the seal. Dealership said I had the right cap and everything, and they don't have anything I can upgrade to fix the loose gas cap. It's a fault on a few cars that no one wants to address. Sigh. Thanks for what you guys do, Danielle. That sucks. It does. Is there it like, does indeed. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about cars, really. But there's got to be like an aftermarket gas cap for 
like maybe not for smart cars. I don't know, but I feel like there's enough like third market accessories that people can bolt onto their damn cars. But I have to feel like someone somewhere makes a third party gas cap. Again, maybe not for a smart car. I'm not sure anybody's tricking out smart cars, but somebody's got to be right. Tim the Toolman Taylor would be doing it if he was again, real. You would you would think that there would be a way around this by now. Like mm. it's 2019. Is a screw on gas cap really the best way to do that? Don't we have some sort of I don't know inflatable cap? Magnets. There, you, yeah, perfect. That won't be a disaster at all. Um, hold on, I'm debating whether or not to tell this story. Over the weekend, I was putting gas in my wife's car, and she thought I was done when I wasn't. And she turned the car on, and I didn't blow up. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> well, I'm telling the fire marshal, and you're gonna go to prison. Ah, uh, yeah. Was, she freaked out, but I was like, "It's fine. It wasn't a big deal. It happened for about." Five seconds, but did you? Uh, were you paying with credit card? Yes. Okay, that's good. At least that means at least your form of payment was in. Because I, I could see like them thinking if you were paying cash and hadn't paid up front, like, oh, they're gonna gun it out of here. Have you that's ever? It. Have you ever um, driven out? Probably not, because I don't think a lot of people do this. Have you ever driven out with the gas thing still in the pump? <laughs> I have not. Um, but certainly, I know I've seen video of. It. Have you? No. You seem like the sort that would. <clears throat> no, but I have to go along with Danielle's question. I have multiple times left without fastening the gas cap, and then you wind up with air in the gas tank, which isn't good. So, I have literally never failed to put my gas cap back on my car. Uh, today, I'm pretty sure for the second time, I took the pilot washer nozzle off the hood of my car with a snow shovel. Because I was trying to get the snow off, and I just left the that whole That is thing one of the glorious... That is probably... You know, we talked about dream cars before, but dr- talk about dream homes for a second. That's the most glorious thing in the world, having a garage where you don't have to clean off your car. Like, it really is the best thing in the world. Yeah. Not but to stay, brag. <clears throat> but stay tuned. I am jealous. Stay tuned, because I believe this is something I'm going to try to fix myself. I recommend duct tape. I debated duct tape, but I think I can. But you can go to like an auto store and buy this part for ten bucks. And then I watched a video of somebody replacing it, and I was like, "All right, I can pull a nozzle off a thing and clean it out with a screwdriver, and then put it back together." Instead, what you should do is just get some Gorilla Glue and just squeeze it all over the part of the car that this is going to go back onto, and take. Take the part that came off and just, and just slap it, it on there on. and just glue it back on. I'm sure it'll work fine. Yeah, see, I can't even tell if you're serious or not. <laughs> um, what you gonna do, brother? I can tell Mitchell's email. He, you know, Mitchell usually is one of our more serious folk, but I think he's going to talk about what Glenn was talking about. I decided to actually email about wrestling for once, uh, sort of. As I'm sure you're both aware and may have already discussed on this episode, word has it. That the Thunder Down Under, Chris, not Helmsworth, has been cast to play Hulk Hogan in a biopic. So my question is this. If you could have a biopic made of any individual in the wrestling business, who would it focus on and who would you cast in the lead? This is a question for both of you to answer individually. Very demanding, Mitchell. You Um, are. What trips me up is always like, who would you cast? That's always something that I struggle with. I actually think the best... I don't know if this counts as a biopic. It probably doesn't. But the documentary, uh, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, I thought was fantastic. And Jake played himself. And that was, you know, a documentary, not a biopic. But I thought that was a great story and um, already very good. So I could see maybe going the biopic route with that. Mm -hmm. You know, going younger, showing the demons, showing the, the transition uh, uh, the Christianity, born again, the mo- the more demons, and then the resurrection. There's a story there to be told for sure. Um, I don't know who you would get to play Jake, but somebody with a sweet stash. So, Burt Reynolds in his prime. There you go. <clears throat> the The first answer is Vince. The first answer ah, is I would answer. love to watch yeah. a Vince McMahon um documentary, and honestly. I might cast Shane to play his dad. Hmm. Um, 
if I had to pick an actor, I'd have to think about it for a while <clears throat> because you want to get Vince at all the different parts. You want to get him when he's hosting All-Star Wrestling in the 70s with his weird haircut and his red blazers. You want to get him in the 90s when he's Mr. McMahon. You want to get him to today. So <clears throat> you've got to hit multiple points. Um, but yeah, I would go with Vince. If not Vince... Hogan's a good choice. Ric Flair would be a good choice. So, I mean, I feel like just from the mainstream angle, Hogan is probably the best choice. Yes. Um, I think it's I think it certainly has more broad, wide stream appeal than even a Vince McMahon story does. Although sure. personally, I'd be more. I think I would be more interested in the McMahon bio. Do you think but, you yeah. will ever watch the Page movie? No, I would watch it if it looked good. Or like it had been produced by people who make good movies. But like every time I watch a preview of it, honestly, it looks like a made-for-television movie. And I just, it looks like it should be on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. I think it's something about whoever's playing Paige. It just, there's this uncanny valley that just, it just doesn't, it's not right. You know what I mean? And sure. I, it's, it's, I can't, I can't just see it as a, I don't know. It's just, it's not right. It looks like it's made for TV. It just looks low rent. I it have does. no interest in And the fact it. that they they're they are pushing it super hardcore um makes me less inclined to watch it. I feel bad sure. saying that, but it's true. Uh Ryan, yeah. the ultimate warrior, uh, says Oreos is the subject line. Dear DC and Doc, how long do you think it will be until Oreo releases a limited edition oops all stuff variation in stores? And to which retailer do you think it will be exclusive? To clarify, this will be a regular package of Oreos that has been filled up with stuff. <laughs> is stuff capitalized? Is it a proper noun? And will definitely happen at some point in the future. So there is no point in debating the merit of the idea, which again, is it? this is the funniest man on Twitter, I swear, uh, is inevitable. Thanks very much for your attention to this pressing matter, uh, Ryan. So yes, a, you open the package and it's just cream filling. Uh, oops, all stuff will occur. He's correct. It will be uh, exclusive to Target because that seems to be who they have <laughs> their exclusivity deals with. Now, you um, had the I, carrot cake ones, right? I did. Um, you had an and, Oreo you know, taste test without me. I did. And they are delicious. The first time I had one, I said there's something off here. There's something to the sweetness. And don't get me wrong, cream, tree, uh, cream cheese frosting should be sweet. But at first, I was like, there's something off about this, but, you know, we've continued working through the package, had a one or two in my lunch throughout the week, and at this point, I think they're delicious, I think they're perfect, and they may be my favorite limited edition Oreo yet. Wow. I like them a lot. bold. It is. And I want to point out, they. I mean, the thing that I love about Ryan's uh, vision here is the regular package filled with stuff that just completes this. Cause I was going to say, you know, they, they, in the past anyways, I have in my supermarket seen a jar of Oreo filling. I have literally seen that before. Yeah. It was like being sold in the baking section and maybe it wasn't a jar. It could have been maybe a tube, like a, like a decoration sure. tube. I definitely have seen that. But yes, the idea that they would just sploot this into that cookie tray and they, is it needs amazing. To come, it needs to come with a little spoon so that you just you open yes. it up and you hold it in one hand and you just spoon <laughs> the filling into your mouth. Oh, I it. love this idea. Um, mags with bags, culinary delights. I believe that is pronounced sveki. I sorry, I was I actually opened the next email by accident. Uh, sorry. D, Doc in DC, both of you seem to be quite knowledgeable about food. So I'm interested to know about the best meals you've ever had and what are your signature dishes in your culinary repertoire? Regards, Mags, sent from Yahoo Mail on Android. I'm going to guess, and probably because I'm guessing that means we've talked about it, you're going to talk about grilling something. You are a bit of a grill master. Uh, maybe. I don't know. So um, I would probably talk about grilling something if it had to be for the second half of this, my own that's signature dish. No, that's what I'm saying. For your signature dish, I would go ahead and say you would probably <clears throat> grilled chicken, maybe a steak on the grill, something of that nature. You know, I'll go one. I'll go maybe a step better. Uh, while I do like grilling, it's probably more hands on. 
Uh, I much prefer uh, a nice slow cooked pulled pork. Mm. Um, I would I would say putting one of those together might be okay a signature dish. Um, or I mean I haven't made it in a long time, but I spent the summer down in Mississippi, learned how to make some oh. real chicken sausage gumbo, oh. and uh, yeah, that's good. That's some good stuff. All the sodium in the world, which is why I haven't made it. I'm I'm going to uh, make a request here in February for December. The next DDT awards, I would like there to be gumbo. Yeah. Make a roux. Uh, and Okra. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah. Maybe I, not. It's been a long time since I've made one, but uh, I, that, was that really would be good. nice. That would be nice. <clears throat> I remember you making one after coming back, and I feel like I must have eaten all. Like, I think there was a conversation <laughs> like, are you really going to eat all of my gumbo? And I was like, yes. Yes, I am. Or I think least... I meant it like accusatory. But... Well, no, I think the problem was it was just Rue at that point because I had eaten all the meat out of it. There was still Whatever. some left. Um... <laughs> I'm happy to share. Even if I wasn't happy to share then. No, I'm happy to share now. Thank you. Uh, I'm not a particularly fancy eater. Like We've gone to some fancy restaurants, but I wouldn't call those the best meals I've ever had. I had this Asian noodle dish. It was very simple. It was chicken, green onions, broccoli, a wide noodle, some soy sauce. There was probably some other stuff in there. I felt like it was the best thing I've had in a long time up in uh, the Great North Woods this weekend. Um, What's your signature? What I make? um, A breaded chicken cutlet that is breaded and lightly pan sauteed we call it special chicken in my parents house but that would okay i would say that <clears throat> but my, um yeah my best meal it, again i think i'm probably gonna go simple like you i honestly think the best meal i've ever had there's actually a it's a fairly nice place and the meal i mean for the two of you will definitely cost you a hundred dollars particularly if you have uh an alcoholic beverage sure but uh th- there's just this place uh it's basically just a grill um but they you know it's all super fresh cuts of meat um that they prepare and age in house and they grill it just though i the steak i had there was grilled to perfection like it had a perfect crust on the outside that nice that nice gray but then that that warm you know pink center it was just it was literally it was honestly the best steak i've ever had in my life yeah uh and i would go back there again because that was so good what's interesting i think i might have had grilled asparagus with it Mm. now that you mentioned steak um the best meal i may have ever had was not actually at a restaurant it was uh shout out to janine um who is a friend of mine who now no longer lives around here but was a a friend of mine who i worked with at summer camp she was an older woman she had kids that went to camp i used to house sit for them uh she was a wizard she made steaks and this like baked double baked potato thing i'm not even a baked potato fan but i was just like i'm gonna just live here on your couch (laughs) and eat your food for the rest of my life um we have a brand new emailer, first time emailer, uh, the Smark Kingdom, and uh, his co- his topic is AEW. Do you think AEW will flourish as a actual alternative, or do you think it will become an overhyped mess? I hope it doesn't GFW itself. Thanks, MCZX of the Smart Kingdom. Thank you for your email. I appreciate always first time emails. Um, do 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 do. It's already overhyped. The fact that we're talking about this so much and nothing's happened, I'm worried that by the time we get um, to the actual show, it's going to be a problem. But that's just me. I could be wrong. I don't think it's going to be a problem, although I agree it's probably overhyped. Um, they have a lot of attention on them, and it's going to be difficult for anything they do to actually live up to expectations. Um, but they seem to have enough money behind them that, at least in the short term, I think they're going to be quite successful. I can't say long term if they will remain 
30 years from now, a viable alternative to the WWE. But I think for the next five years, it seems pretty guaranteed that they will. Yeah. All right. Thank you to the Smart Kingdom. At the Smart Kingdom is where you can find them. Again, first time email are always good to uh, welcome you aboard. Uh, let's see. We got a couple more left. Uh, Jeremy, two questions. One. If you only had two questions to ask someone to get to the root of who that person truly is, what would those two questions be? And two, what kind of cult would you like to start? Faithfully yours, Jeremy. Uh, I, I would start a cult of positivity, of course. Um, How about a cult of personality? No, that's been done. Yeah, it's... Cult of positivity, of which I would be the Pope of positivity. Um, what about you? Would, you? would you start a cult? I mean, if I had to start a cult, I guess it would be like in some sort of eldritch horror style thing, Ooh. trying to bring back the elder gods to, uh, you know, rip apart this dimension. Some sort of Cthulhu style end of days thing. Is, is Cthulhu your favorite elder god? Probably. I mean, he's certainly the most overhyped, but that doesn't mean that he's not great. I mean, what's the other one? Shoggoth? Is that was it? He's pretty cool too, but uh yeah, I'm definitely gonna go with uh with Cthulhu personally. Now I'm just looking up. There was a game I saw I saw where they were playing against the Elder Gods. What was the name of it? Uh I believe it was a board game, Elder Sign. It's a board oh, game, okay. so you wouldn't like it. But it, it seemed to match that. If you had only two questions to ask someone, that's a tough question, Jeremy. You're always asking deep questions. Um, I mean, there's only these... two questions to <clears throat> me that matter in a potential partner. Sure. Um, number one, and I think this tells a lot about the individual. Are you a dog person or are you a cat person? Okay. And number two, would you like to have sex with me? Dog. Sure. Yeah! But seriously, the dog or cat question, I feel like, does tell you a lot about a person. It does. Especially because they both, there's a possibility they would say, oh, neither. And again, that tells a lot. Um, and then the sex one, again, if we're just a potential partner, that's just something I want to know. Let's get it out, out of the way up front. Is this happening or not? Because if not, that's cool. But I just, I just want to know. Sure. I just want to know. Uh, technically, describe your perfect day is not a question, but that comes to mind. I think that's actually a question marks question. By the way, new episode of Question Marks featuring our friend Brandon Mack. Tune in. Who hails from West Virginia. West I learned from Virginia. Questions. West Virginia. Um, yeah, describe your perfect day and then, I don't know, who are your heroes seems like a corny answer, but. Again, I'll have to ponder that if I find better ones. I was going to go with what is your name? <laughs> what is your quest? But then I would have to have a third question. And then your our name would have to be Tim. True. Our final our email comes from Forrest or a.k.a. Bosk, and it's just thumbs up. DC and Doc, keep up the good work from Bosk, sent from my iPhone. Thank you. We shall. Uh, Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity as we head into a much earlier evening than we usually do? I'm not sure. Um, Would you like me to go first while you think about it? Go for it. I apologize if you have mentioned this already, but while we were in the Great Northwoods, uh, Mrs. Matthews and I began watching The Umbrella Academy, which is on Netflix. Uh, we have since watched the entire first season, as there is only one. Um, it took a little while for me to get into it, but it was a very entertaining show. We enjoyed the 10 hours or so we spent watching it. It had a cast of characters, uh, you know, with the exception of um, Ellen Page, not a lot of you know, mainstream names that I thought, but they did a nice job. The story was interesting. Uh, I liked some of the characters quite a bit. I, I recommend giving it a watch. I saw the trailer uh, auto-playing on Netflix. I think it's a relatively recent drop, possibly this week. I, I was sort of intrigued by it, but I wasn't sure. Um, so good to hear that you enjoyed it. Maybe I'll 
yeah. least give it a it's based whirl. on a comic book apparently, which is never a bad thing. So, unless you're Netflix, in which case, well, they're Disney's going to do what Disney's going to do. Fair enough. Fair enough. You got I one. I guess my piece of positivity uh, is that I am working on a project that uh, you know I've I've asked your help with a little bit. It's been uh, fun. It's been a fun. Yeah, movie. I you know I I think I'm I I haven't talked to good friend of the show GQ yet, but I I think I will likely ask for his assistance as well. Well, ideally um, he's going to hear this because of course GQ listens to every episode. GQ the code word this week Balderdash. The code word for this week's show is Balderdash. Yeah, you can feel free to text that to me and ask what my request is. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I've been working on that. I don't know. You asked me, uh, you know, what's the time frame? And I, I don't really know if I have one. This might not be something that launches until summer or fall. Knowing that you're working on something that you want to share with the world is exciting enough. We don't need it to come out now. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that just because I want more time to work on my part. <laughs> but I'm having a lot of fun doing that. So. Something good, something that I hope people will enjoy. Um, certainly fans of ours, or at least listeners, I, I'd be remiss to assume that you are always fans of what we say. Uh, but, you know, listeners, I think, would probably be interested uh, to find out more. If you like Doc Manson, you're going to like what this, I believe, is going to be. I am very excited. Well, and if all you right. don't like Doc Manson... Everyone likes Doc Manson, Doc Manson. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good evening? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending a message to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to this episode, as well as all of our back catalog, as well as episodes of The List, by going to your podcast repository of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to make a small financial contribution that helps keep the podcast lights on. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? Balderdash.